the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith. All right, and you are back on 9.30 a.m., The Answer, with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin. All right, so we've been talking about upcoming plans for the 2023 year with the foundation and educating people, right? And so uh, we, we've, we've talked about that. Uh, we've done a little rift on our own personal interactions with the healthcare care system in, in regards to uh, family members uh, passing away. Uh, et cetera there. So um, as we get ready for the 2023 year, Tiffany, what was the toughest thing that you learned in 2022 that you think is preparing you for 2023 as we go into this uh, new year strategically? Everybody's not meant to go with you. You know, that sounds like a bunch of self-help there. Tell me some more about that. Uh, everybody's not meant to go with you. It's not. So, it may be the self-help world may be talking about that, but it's it, it doesn't take away the relevance of it. That's a true statement. You know, some things that uh, you're supposed to do that are within your pathway to do, on your path to do, are for you. Um, And I say that because stopping kidney disease is is a big undertaking, but that is exactly what we are doing, and imp- and we've got to do that by impacting the numbers. Well, that requires setting standards. That requires holding to the standards that you set. And over the last five years, really holding to my standards, uh, that's not easy. I hold to the standards, and that means that that uh, you're gonna people who don't meet your standard, you gotta bless and release them. They they can't go down this road with you. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It means they don't meet this standard. They don't want to meet this standard. This isn't the place for them. That that was hard for me, especially when when uh, I want everybody to go down this road. With me, it's it's a lonely road and it's a narrow one, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's just it. There are people that you look at. Oh, this is a medical professional. They should want to go down this road. Well, not every medical professional does. Not everybody wants to to do early detection. Not everybody wants to deal with that. And there are a lot of things within the system uh, that uh, that have an impact. On, on kidney disease that have an impact on transplants. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is systemic. And then also a lot of it is incentives as well within the yeah. system. And everybody knows these things, right? But our take on it is going to be really empowering yeah. and educating patients in the community. Our take on it is empowering and educating patients in the community. We have been empowering and educating patients in the community. And now this five-year workout, see, the, so let's let's look at another one of my faves, which is is uh, you you're asking me now why you want to ask me difficult questions? I like I like you're asking me about this. So let's let's talk about it. Kobe Bryant made, talks about Kobe uh, Bryant really quiet. Yes, Kobe Bryant. So Kobe Bryant was talking about about uh, workouts. Mm-hmm. He was talking about workouts. And people were asking him, you know, what's the difference? He said the average person, the NBA player comes in, they work out, they get up, you know, 7 o'clock, go work out at 9, work out from 9 to to, uh, uh, 11 or 8 to 11, go eat lunch, come back, work out from uh, 3 to 6, go home, eat dinner. 
let the body recuperate, go back, do the same thing again. What he does is he gets what he did was he got up at at uh, 4.30 in the morning and he'd work out for two hours. And he'd go eat breakfast, work out for another three hours. And he'd go have lunch, work out for three hours. And he'd have dinner and hit one more workout. So now he's got four workouts to the other guys, too. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens over a five-year period? You've got your four workouts to there, too. But what, over the five-year period, you become better and better and better and better and better at what you're doing. So that you, they can't begin to catch up with you when you get to year five. We're at year five, and we've been working out. We've been doing our four days for the last five years, taking all kinds of nonsense off of people that didn't agree and align with us, that weren't mission aligned, and letting people drop off, you know, blessing and releasing, okay, we're going to do this, and just sticking to what we knew to be our standards. We completely revamped. When we got to uh, the pandemic, and now we are beginning to see the benefit of that. Of the last question, right? And I often ask myself this question as well: Why so do you play th- full out, man? So you will how? See the benefit. Why do you think you? There, there are a lot of other kidney foundations. There are a lot of other people who are, quote unquote, more educated, if you will, in this matter mm-hmm. uh, of the technical matter. Why do you think your organization can contribute and do uh, and reduce and address kidney disease? Because we care. And I'm not saying the other organizations don't, but with thir- 13 family members' bodies on the tarmac, I have a different connection to uh, to kidney disease than than the average leader of a, of a kidney foundation. I'm sprinting towards the finish line for all of the families that mirror my family in some way because you understand what it looks like to see the light go out of somebody's eyes as they're dying in pieces at the end of this. You understand what it looks like to see their family struggle as they're coming to the end of this, of life, in in the most undignified way. You understand what it looks like to sit there and be talked to like you're trash by uh, medical professionals who think that they are healthcare heroes but are acting like anything but. You understand it, the pain of it, and you know bull, and you can sniff out mess when uh, when it comes up. It's just, it, it's a difference. You know that there has to be a, a, re- a response, there has to be a solution, and you will not stop until there is one. And also, I think when you look at organizations that have been here for 30, 40 years, and... They're complacent in what they're doing. And there's no it's change. It's just like, eh... Yeah, we just keep change. going. We I tell think, our powerful stories and we I keep think, going. I think the outsider factor as well, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I, got, I, I caught some grief on last year when I said Newt Gingrich and Malcolm X, right? How did I put those two people? Because they're outsiders. And mm-hmm. one, one of the things that I really, loved, I really love about Newt Gingrich, right? People can love him or hate him. But I remember in 94, actually in the early 90s when he came and he decided – we're going to change things, right? You can agree or disagree with that change, but he just simply decided we're going to change things. We're not going to be going. We're not going to be doing politics as normal. And if you don't like me, get bent. He didn't say the last part, but that's essentially his attitude mm-hmm. was that we're going to change things and uh, we're not going to go and play by the normalcy that is led uh, to to move the country in a direction that he didn't agree with, but that mm-hmm. a general attitude of the outsider, 
And that is the that's the viewpoint I take, and that is the viewpoint that I have on that. Yeah, and 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 I'll mirror that with. I just think that uh, we have to be aggressive. We have to be a- aggressively seeking to empower people mm-hmm. with knowledge and with. Uh, the tools that they need to stand up for themselves. And I, I'm not talking about screaming at anybody. I'm talking about empowering, empowering them with the knowledge and the tools that they need to interface properly and in a dignified manner with their healthcare professionals. You know, you only get three to seven minutes with, with uh, doctors. That's what the average is saying. You you don't get a whole lot of your your doctor's time, so you got to walk in there, play it up and ready, knowing what your questions are going to be. You need to know what what you need from them. You need to ask, "What is my estimated glomerular filtration rate? Mm-hmm. What is it? Can you tell me? How does that relate? What was it last year? What was it the year before? Mm-hmm. Is it?" Is it declining? Is it increasing? Is it normal? What's normal? Mm-hmm. Tell me those things. And they can. And they will. Yeah. So we- They're not always thinking about that. Remember, you get three to seven minutes of their time. You've got to know what it is you need to ask. And on that note, I'm again. Uh, you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany. And, and let's remember, nobody's coming to save us, but we have the knowledge and the power to save ourselves. And if you need some knowledge, check out our website, txkidney.org. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up. On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours. And we're back with On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm laughing here. Hey, okay, so we're, 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 you've made changes uh, on with the foundation to be more strategic and to uh, also respond quicker, right? And uh, so how do you, you, we know that there's research out there that says that uh, it questions whether or not early detection or early, de- early, yeah, early detection of chronic kidney disease, if you do that test, if it's efficacy, if it has any uh, benefit, right? So how do you respond to something like that? I respond to that by saying that early dete- that that uh, chronic kidney disease has typically been treated uh, basically by waiting until the end stage renal disease and administering all the services at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, with that as the model, no, nobody nobody was really doing anything in the realm of early detection. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's what it is. As as we build data, mm-hmm. as we collect data on with early detection as the focus, then you will see that change. Just like you saw with uh, COVID nineteen. To use COVID nineteen as as an example, I don't when know. We, with our folks here we, on nine thirty, when we started with COVID nineteen. They were telling us one thing. Ah, you don't need masks. Then they told us you did need masks. Then they told us you, you didn't need, you know, the, it was, it was going to be this. It was going to be that. No, it changed as we went along because once they started collecting data, they began to see the data told them where to go next. You know, the collection of data, what it's going to reveal and what you think it's going to reveal are two different things. Mm-hmm. So... When we were started off, we had what people thought, what the scientists thought it would reveal. But as we began to collect the data and analyze it, then we then we began to build off of what was there. 
Mm-hmm. What's really there? What's actually happening? And that's what you're going to see with uh, early detection. What we're finding uh, that our first case study from from Bear County. What did we see? One, we concentrated our, our our testing in black and brown people, the people that they say, hey, these people don't like to take tests. They don't care about their health. We got a 40 percent adherence rate. That means 40 percent of the people that we asked to take the test took the test. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, so we got a 40 percent adherence rate of that 40 percent, 38 percent of them. Had some stage of kidney disease. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Now we got a baseline. Mm-hmm. We know, hey, these, and that was a test pool of about 1,800 people, a little over 1,800 people. Mm-hmm. All right, with, with one, we're talking about one form of testing. That's the manifold test that we And it was a style homes. of engagement that, that, that you chose to engage the community. That's right. In. Much of whether or not a person is willing to do something is who is the messenger bringing the message. And how they're engaging with those individuals. Exactly. So for us, when we engage with folks, we have a community engagement model. And it is steeped in empathy, respect. Treating people with the dignity of humanity. And speaking to people in the language that they understand. I'm not asking you to go out and uh, adopt hickisms or uh, ebonics, right? But I am asking that people communicate in a language, not just language, but communicate in, 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 in words that people understand. If you have to be able to translate what is a kidney? What does it do? What are its well, functions? Well, they need to communicate in words that are truthful about what is being done. So if you're saying a word and it has one meaning to you, but it has another meaning to me, then you haven't communicated the truth to me about what's about to happen here. Mm-hmm. So making sure that the definitions... And the verbiage that is used mm-hmm. is correct. Yeah, because oftentimes what we get a pushback from is, what do you got? So how is this helping anything? And so let's remember, too, often we see these with chronic illnesses. People will label that chronic illness a black illness, a Hispanic illness, or whatever illness. Well, guess what? Kidney disease is one in three Texans, one in three Americans are at risk for kidney disease. So what does that mean to you? If it's one in three, it means we're all we're all at risk for this. Mm-hmm. And the majority of people, though, as far as just when you look at the actual absolute numbers, absolute numbers are are, are white. Mm-hmm. Right. Who meet the definition of who, who are white. Much right? of what we're experiencing in the healthcare system where people are are being underserved. Now, there, there definitely is a racial bias component that, mm-hmm. that certain areas, we, we see it. We mm-hmm. see that. But a lot of this health care system that is serving us so poorly, it is an economic matter. It is classist. It is, it, it, and it's something that we should be forming coalitions about because everybody— you know, a number of people are being affected by this. It's not, it's, yes, it's one in three Texans, one in three Americans. That's on the patient side. You also have the doctors being affected by it because you tell me what a man is measured by, you tell me what a, what a system is measuring, and I'll tell you what people are going to do within that system. If you've got a system that is, is not, is measuring people being, t- people taking care of, sick patients, then the patients will stay sick and they'll take care of them. Mm -hmm. If you've got a system that is measuring outcomes, the patients have to get better. We want them getting better. We will see the patients begin to get better. Yeah, and another thing that I see that I think on, which is that whole thing of uh, people saying they don't see uh, there being a benefit to early detection, right? I think that is really more of a uh, of, of an internal view because if I have to tell you if you are it, the 
the functioning of your kidneys, right? If I have to tell you what that is, at some point, I've got to, if it's going down, I've got to say something to you. I think one of the studies I saw that it, it causes undue anxiety and stress on a patient, which I think is a cop out. That's just me. But currently the, the, uh, industry best practices for revealing to the patient that they have some stage of kidney disease is stage 3B. Mm -hmm. That's best practices. That means that when a medical professional see that you have kidney stage 1, stage 2, stage 3A of kidney disease, they are not required by anyone or anything to tell you that. For stages 1 and 2, but they are Mm -hmm. once you get in 3 on average, they do in 3B and 4A. Mm So mm-hmm. t- say that again so we're clear so, on that. So when they they see that you are in, in stage one and stage two, they there's not a requirement mm-hmm. to say, hey, you're in, in – there's not a requirement to say it in 3A. Okay. There's not a requirement. It's – it should be mm-hmm. what we do. But it how you- should be what is stated. But – it's not. Yeah, Best practices are that you that doctors will say yeah. so. And for you to be diagnosed, you must. And many doctors don't even know. Like but, but, but if we're talking on. about primary care physicians, they don't know. But they they do they should know that standard. But to be diagnosed with uh, with 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 uh, before you're diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, you have to present as being in three A three B for three months for three months and have the albumin. Mm-hmm. I forget what the albumin number is for also that same three months, and then you're diagnosed. With chronic kidney disease, I mean, with kidney disease, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still stages one and two, and not everyone who's in stage one or stage two is going to progress any further. Mm-hmm. But there should be some standard in which they are telling you what the functioning, what your kidney function is across time, so you can see if it's going up or if it's going down, mm-hmm. right? And that does not create undue uh, stress, in my viewpoint. That creates a that creates maybe I need to do something. What are the mm-hmm. things that I need to do for kidney health? And the and majority of it's food. Cons- if it's considered undue stress, many people would be happy to have that stress because you want to know. It is better to know mm-hmm. what is going on with your health, and that you are in 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 uh, the beginning stages of something that could escalate to a very bad problem, you need to know that. And let me talk about that part of that, too, as well, when you show up as as an advocate, right, is that oftentimes patients get the, the you're normal, what you're experiencing, you're normal, you're within normal range, blah, 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 right? And they are not told specifics, like what is the percentage function of my They're not told what... They don't know what the definition of normal is. Yeah. They don't know what, what somebody means. And that's what I mean when I say sometimes the words that are being spoken by one person, not by the medical profession, to the patient, that it's it, your meaning. You have two different meanings. That medical professional knows you're in stage one or stage two of, of chronic kidney disease, but that's, they've decided that that's normal. The mm-hmm. industry has decided that that's normal because of the for your age group or because because, you know, a certain percentage of people within your age range have this have stage one and stage two kidney disease. Mm-hmm. So they have the so what is normal has moved to that to that particular particular uh, disease progression. But you don't know that. You yeah. don't know that that's what it is. And, and a website that at the Kidney Foundation that we always refer, and I know people say you should refer people to your website, but I really like we to were, refer people to the NIDDK.gov yes. uh, website because it is an excellent website that talks about these items, especially uh, if you or family members have chronic kidney disease or have a history of that. And in particular, if and you have high blood pressure. it's very clear and concise. Yeah, but it's if you have high blood pressure and diabetes, your 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 chances of, of going into chronic kidney disease or having other internal organs fail is extremely high. I, I personally am. I was shocked at that from the data that when you read that, that even though I could be genetically, Tiffany, let's say Tiffany and her family have APL1, right? So they have a genetic predisposition, right? But I, if I am, if I have diabetes and high blood pressure, consistently untreated and even if it's treated right i have a higher chance of going into kidney disease than tiffany would 
mm-hmm. from those two things, which are caused by obesity. The majority of it is caused by obesity. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we tell people that, but we don't really emphasize that. So what you're going to see at the Kidney Foundation is you're going to see more education on that, more of an emphasis on just the practical nuts and bolts of this disease. Mm-hmm. Right. And so once again, as I say this, we are not doctors. We are patient advocates. We've had over 70 family members pass away uh, from 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 uh, from kidney disease. And so we no, no, no. We've had 13 family members pass away from from kidney disease. We've had over 70 pass away since this pandemic. Uh, But but it's not it is not a simple matter. Kidney disease is not a simple a simple matter. It's one of those things where you have to focus in on on what you're eating, how you're eating. Early detection testing, you don't feel bad with kidney disease. There's a, there's a lot that's unknown about it, but we're making sure that people know. Yeah. We're, bringing, we're turning up the volume on education around kidney disease. Those numbers don't have to continue to escalate. The numbers of people who are going into end-stage renal disease do not have to continue to rise, especially with uh, inhibitors and with the new medications that are out that can slow down and stop kidney disease. And you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back. You are on, you are with us with on the record with Tiffany and Kevin on nine thirty a.m. The answer. All right, we had we're goofing off. And I just have to again. say thank you nine thirty a.m. The answer because uh, we really started out educating the community here. This is the first grounds of education was nine thirty a.m. Uh, and and we appreciate that. We appreciate you guys. Rolling with us and, and sticking with us throughout all of all of the uh, ups and downs of the pandemic, and uh, the 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 difficulty of of attacking something as large as a uh, chronic illness. Yeah, and we have a you know I often describe it as it's like br- tell, describing to people how to brush your teeth. You can brush your teeth quicker than you can explain how to brush your teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things going on uh, with the foundation in terms of really uh, uh, bringing early detection to the communities and also education and information to the community. And uh, that's that's the main thing. So let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, uh, 2022, right? Some of the different changes that you've gone through personally in your leadership style in uh and, and setting boundaries. So talk a little bit about that. What, what's going on with you there? Well, you know, like I said, we, I lead a, a very purpose-driven life. And uh, after having lost um, nearly 70 at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around 70. Yeah, quite a few. Uh, f- uh, family and friends uh, throughout since this pandemic began, including my mother. But after my mother's death, June 25th, 20, uh, 2021, mm-hmm. I, there was just a, a, a period of incredible sorrow. And I really became focused on the brevity of life. Mm-hmm. And with the focus on the brevity of life, that's a fancy word. What does brevity mean? Uh, <laughs> the shortness of life. Uh-huh. And, you know, I firmly believe that uh, at the end of our life, all things will be revealed to us. So we will see everything that God put into me, the woman that I could, that he built me to be, and then the woman that I was. Who was I as I walked this earth? And I, and I decided in that time that I wanted to be a mirror of the woman that I could be. So that meant I was going to have to play full out. Mm-hmm. Play full out. You know, you got to play full out for Christ. Stand for the things that you stand for. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And, uh, and that meant that 
I was going to have to cut off some of the um, chaff from my life. And chaff doesn't mean that everybody is bad. It just means that for the purpose that I was put on this earth, the mission that I that is mine and the path that is for me to walk, you're not meant to walk it with me. And that was hard because we are taught to want to please other people, but the Bible speaks directly against doing that. Your your job is to please him, not not everybody else around you. It's not even to please your spouse if it's not in alignment with Christ. That's that's right, brother. Not even you. No. Not even you and you know I love you. <laughs> Continue. Continue. <laughs> he knows I love him. But even then I am to to please Christ. And man, that that meant making some difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Difficult decisions. But it also meant uh, setting the standard and holding the standard. Because when you set the standard and hold the standard, you will achieve what it is that he wants you to achieve. Our governor made this statement one time. I went to a training that he was doing, and he said, and it was just a short statement. If you're, if you're doing right, you can never do wrong. You, if you're doing right, you can never go wrong. That's what, what Governor Abbott said. And I love that statement because it's true. When you are focused on what is right, mm-hmm. you're focused on what Christ has done, said, this is right for you, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. You can never go wrong. Yeah. So, Julie, the theme of our show is because I, I have this belief, right, that the way you show up initially is the way that you can continue to show up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we are conservatives and, and this is going to go somewhere. Right. We're conservative Republicans. Uh, but I always say be one. Right. And that means black first and that we're advocating from a black first perspective, which is our view of the world and how we interact with the world. Doesn't mean we exclude anyone else, but we include that. Right. And our faith is part of that, that we have to be true to ourselves and the people that we advocate for. So talk about the advocate when people show up to advocate for people, right? yet, especially in this space. Talk, talk you know, well, I will say that, you know, I, I really want people to understand what we mean, what, what I mean when I say black first. You can't come and save me. Black people, we save ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's no benevolent benefactor that needs to be coming in to save us. You can provide resources. You know, we're all seeking resources, but we have to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is, and we are, and God has put within us everything that we need to do that. Every single thing that we need to do that. And so I, I'm a big proponent of uh, agency, of the fact that we can, we can do it. Just don't move the, field, the, the goalposts. I, I say that all the time. Yeah, and if we, and if you if you were to ask mm-hmm. me, what's my biggest issue with a lot of the modern uh, advocacy, right? And it is that sense of they take agency away from people. Yes, it feels like they're taking agency away from people. Where I'm a victim, and but I'm not a victim, right? I may be, I may like information, and that's mm-hmm. often the part that we get here on with with kidney patients or people going into some form of kidney disease is a lack of information, and so we're trying to bridge that gap, right? Well, the moment you tell somebody that they're a victim, uh, it. It takes something away from them. It mm-hmm. disempowers people, and it, it's you know for for me, I'm always I'm always about empowering people because we have a broken healthcare system, and it's only going to get fixed if we step up to the plate and begin to advocate for legislative change, advocate for for. Uh, a different perspective on how to disseminate health care. You know, the, and that requires people voicing their opinion and doing so using scientific data to back them up. You know, it, it, there are, there's some work and some agency involved in, in actually pushing I, change, yeah, in, I agree in with- forwarding 
change. I agree with that, Tiff. But one and of the- it's hard to it's hard to step up to the plate and do that if you feel like you're a victim. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a few seconds. Right. Just as a person, I, I started with uh, uh, as a consultant with uh, TKF um, what, last March, April, something like that. And really the part that I and I, and I come from a, a, a finance background uh, in, in the financial industry. And uh, our general approach to everything is to understand the environment and the system that we're in and where our clients are coming from. And so the thing that there's no one who provides the quality of care like we do here in in the U.S. and developing all of the medical gadgets and everything that can make you live longer, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. What I see is that one is accessing that and two, educating the patients. And I really see that it, it is us getting information to patients about what their options are, because oftentimes they don't know what their options are. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if they are aware of what their options, sometimes when they interact with the medical uh, system, they'll push back and tell them those aren't your options. And then sometimes they feel alone. Right. So I like the thing I like about the, the strategy that we're doing this year is to really, uh, include the community into knowing what those options are. And I also want to point out that some of the medical devices that we've found have been in other parts of the world, and we've been Mm -hmm. uh, instrumental in bringing them to the United States and utilizing instruments that were in the United States. When I say people have to think outside of the box, utilizing instruments that were in the United States, uh, like the uh, Nova Biomedical Creatinine Statin Meter, in a different way, still on market, mm-hmm. but bringing it to a different segment of the market, which would be uh, the underserved, because that 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 particular device was used typically uh, in in clinical settings and not out in the the uh, field as they the call field. It. And we are we are the ones who have have uh, really mastered doing it in the field uh, in Texas and in the United States. So it's it's that kind of thinking uh, when we brought in the the Minifull test and got FDA approval in July of 2022 that's uh phenomenal that's phenomenal work that we did mm-hmm. to uh bring something from another part of the world to the United States because we see the efficacy of it in the UK mm-hmm. that's it. that's where we saw it being utilized and uh um Really having an effect on the healthcare system there, so we could pull data from the UK and and show our people here, hey, this is this is important. And then we created our own data here. We extrapolated our own data from from uh, Bear County, you know, making Bear County one of the leaders uh, in the country for showing what's, what, how kidney disease could be addressed. I mean, there are so many ways that you can be, that with taking agency, and this is from people, why are we doing all of this? Because we think beyond what a simple medical professional or the average nonprofit professional is going to think because we are dealing with this in our own families. Mm-hmm. You know, we we re, we reorganized our board so that our board is made up of people who have a connection to kidney disease. In the community. Now, our medical advisory board is made up of the top professionals in the country. Mm-hmm. Yes, some of the top professionals in the country. Uh, you know, the the criteria that is the criterion that is the most important one for us is that you have to have an empathetic heart mm-hmm. for the people that you're caring for. Okay, let's hold on this here. Let's go, we're going to go into the third segment. And you have been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent but deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit 
to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. And we're back here on 930 AM, The Answer with, on the record with... Kevin. With Tiffany and Kevin. (laughs) Here on 930 AM, The Answer, where we talk about today's topics, health, policy, politics, and culture from a black first perspective. All right. I'll so, li- Kevin, what do you got to talk about today? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> what I want to talk about. So, It's uh, a new year. It is a new year, 2023. All right. So I wanted to really talk about some of the stuff that we're doing at the Texas Kidney Foundation for up for 2023. Yep. And I want to interview you in regards to that so you can share with everyone what it what you're doing. Right. And I love to highlight you as an example of, hey, not just complaining about what's going on. You're not complaining, but but you're actually taking action toward doing something. You're rallying people up. Yeah, uh, I don't complain action. about what's going on. What I do is I set a plan. Like I'm not a I'm not a New Year's resolution person. Mm-hmm. I am a set a plan, set some goals, and then create the directives to get to those goals. Yeah. So uh that's what that's what we do over at Texas Kidney Foundation. And that's what I do personally, that's what I do professionally. And uh, with that comes setting standards. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, and I firmly believe in that. You know, and God has really confirmed my standard setting up. Those of you who who listen to us, if you have met me, you haven't met me, one of the first things you know about me is uh, that I do lead a purpose-driven life, and and, and, uh, the leader of my life is Christ. And so... Uh, part of 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 having uh, his call on your life is that you ha- you have a standard. So you gotta have a standard. Let's talk about the application of that. So how does yeah. how does that apply? And it's very practical. Yeah. Very practical. Uh, and that is um, you set standards and hold to the standards. Now that sounds very simple, right? But that's probably one of the most difficult things that any leader and any anybody in in general can do because when you have when you set a standard, uh, it means that other people who don't match your standard or who fall below that standard, you're going to have to bless and release them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a big part of of uh, success in leadership. So, and that really it's the bless and release of those with the less than <laughs> with a standard that that's uh doesn't fit yours. It's and, not a good fit. And what we're talking about is the application of of advocating and going out and making things happen, especially for uh, the constituents that in 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 the area that we serve, which is kidney health, right? Yeah. So, and, who are you? You know, you have to and you just said a mouthful advocating for the constituents because often you will see people who are advocates who hold the title advocate mm-hmm. but who are they advocating for yep who benefits from their advocacy because patients should always if you are if you are a healthcare advocate if you are a patient advocate then the patients should be the ones who benefit. The everyday person who's going to a doctor should be should benefit from your advocacy, be that through getting better education so that they're engaging with their doctor better. However it is that you are presenting yourself as an advocate, you need to show yourself true to that title. Okay, so let's break that part down, right? So, because I, I, I want always to be very... Uh, very practical. Sometimes I know I go off on a tangent, and but being what does that mean for the at, at the foundation? Very from a very practical level in terms of the strategies that we're going to do that you're going to be doing in 2023. Let's talk about that. Uh, if you can talk about the how we're going to each quarter have an emphasis and what each one of those are. Bringing in new partners, using the radio plus our podcast uh, as well. Talk a little bit about that. Well. As you know, when the pandemic hit, we completely re mm-hmm. reevaluated and and revamped Texas Kidney Foundation from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And one of those things was testing. What kind of testing are we going to do? We want to bring the best test in the world to uh, Texas, and we'll do that by running pilots in Bear County. Mm-hmm. Bear County will be our testing ground. It will be uh, ground zero for mm-hmm. testing in Texas and test expansion in Texas. Okay. Now, what's the, now what's the importance of early detection using tests, using various tests in, uh, in, in regards to kidney disease? Well, early detection, kidney disease, early detection is, is important because once you find out you have the disease, you can begin to make changes in your lifestyle mm-hmm. and in your habits mm-hmm. that can greatly affect the quality of your life and the longevity of your life. It's important for that And it's also important because now there are protocols, there are therapeutics uh, out that can be very helpful in slowing and even stopping the progression of kidney disease. Uh, Two of them are are, uh, Jardiance and and Farsiga, two different different brands that that do uh, the same thing. They slow down the disease and stop the disease. So if you can identify this early, get people to the right right uh, medications. And we are not funded or given any money by Jardians or Farsiga. We don't have anything coming from these people. But if you I'm want to. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> hey, I'd be happy to take your money, Jardians or Farsiga. But, <laughs> but um, the, it's the science yeah. behind it so that, it's, gonna that be- it's actually doing this. And so uh, you're literally talking about the difference between end-stage renal disease costs $88,000 a year. That is Medicaid. Mm-hmm. That's what it costs to dialyze one person every year with end-stage renal and disease. And that's simply dialysis, right? That's not all the other things. That, yes, and that the moment happen. that you go on dialysis, your life expectancy is, is shortened to five years. Mm-hmm. That's what the life, average life expectancy on dialysis is. So, what, so what we're doing is trying to improve your quality of life and stop people from ending up in end-stage renal disease. So a really big educational push here in 2023, uh, 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 education and a lot of awareness around that. So mm-hmm. the first thing you're gonna, we're going to start off with is, uh, is transplants, right? That's right. We, but you, you didn't mention the fact that we have an educational campaign that mm-hmm. will begin running on uh, two networks, uh, Fox 29 mm-hmm. um, and we will reach throughout this year over 800,000 households. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the largest uh, pushes that, that has been seen in the United States. And our reason for doing that is that the majority of people don't know what leads to kidney disease. They don't know uh, anything about it. We know that that it takes a person three to seven times to seeing a piece of information before they even register. Oh, I should probably pay attention to this. That's that's just the statistics behind uh, um, marketing. So mm-hmm. for us, uh, we were like, you know what? Let's let's educate people. Let's just start at the beginning. Let's educate the public. And that's the that's part of the the Texas Kidney Foundation model. Mm-hmm. which is a community education model. Mm-hmm. So we are launching a huge community education uh, program that will run daily. And will, you, will we continue to do the, uh, the, the, screen, the early detections? Yes, we will. And those early detection screenings have been expanded. So we have laboratory screenings. We have at-home screening kits. We have point-of-care screens. When we come to your church, we come to your your uh, health fair, we come to your flea market, we come to where your parking lot at your business, wherever you have, you got a spot, we can screen. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm contracting <laughs> logistics and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't tell him we're going to come everywhere. We will come everywhere. You better figure it out. No. But, <laughs> but uh, with the foundation, we're really going to be just like Tiffany said, we're going to be doing education from 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 ground zero. Right. Yeah. 
to if you're currently on dialysis, what are your options? Because what I, what, what, and we've what I, already been wildly successful. But what this. I've noticed, right, just being new to this uh, to this industry, if you will, right, is that there are a lot of misnomers out there. There's a lot of things people just don't know, especially patients don't know about the various options they have uh, in terms of kidney uh, transplants. Right, that's a mm-hmm. big one. Transplants yeah. improve your quality. People don't of life. know about paired donations. But they don't know about preemptive transplants. Yeah, but then and there's things we can educate about. But then there's also a whole mm-hmm. lot of things where people who are on dialysis just have misconcepts, misconceptions about uh, transplants. So we're going to be bringing in a lot of experts. We're going to be, uh, it's going to be running on, on the channels that Tiffany's talking about. Also, we're going to bring more of those experts here on this segment of the radio station. We're going to do long form on our podcast, and we're going to be really uh, advocating those things uh, just there. And we're so thankful to Sinclair Group with mm-hmm. Uh, Fox 29 and WOAI, they have just been phenomenal. Uh, we have, uh, we're working with focus groups that are both uh, local, state, and national to make sure that we knock this side of the box, that we get the information to the folks that need it, and that we get people to those testing sites. Yeah, and also that we're educating uh, mm-hmm. not just the uh, patients, but we're also educating the community that patients are in and mm-hmm. giving them more information because there's a, a, a there's a and we're a, educating uh, medical staff too. Everybody watches television, mm-hmm. so it's it's ground zero for educating patients, caregivers, their cousins, their sisters, their brothers, people who have. Uh, um, the comorbidities that lead to kidney disease, people with with diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease. Yeah, so there's quite a bit going on in in 2023 for the Kidney Foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thank you for talking about that. And you have been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin on 930 AM, The Answer. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM, The Answer. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.